Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number two of Talking Blues. Just to repeat it again, if you're new to our podcast, it's a U.S.-based Chelsea FC podcast where we'll get into transfer news, game previews and recaps, and also some general Premier League news. I'm joined by my co-hosts Josh and Peter. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing well. I'm sure Josh is too. I'm excited to be here, excited to talk about what we're going to. And to start it off, finally, after months of waiting, it's finally been announced that we completed the signing of Kai Havertz. And just what do you guys think about it? Yeah, I'll go first. I mean, we've been, again, talking about this. We mentioned this in the last episode because we were discussing when we think that he'll be part of the team and, you know, it'll officially happen. And Alex is very positive and he did say a week and it happened in a week. It did happen in a week. So we're able to get him and we've been talking about this again since May, um, you know, getting him and then we've, you know, gotten him. He hasn't shown up to training with uh Leverkusen so we're like okay good to know then his manager says that he's done with the club so then we're like okay Chelsea announced it Chelsea announced it and then they came out with the video Kai Havertz is at Stanford Bridge and he's saying he's ready to train and now we've been able to see him practicing with the team so I so everything's final you know he's on the he's on the club and you know he's ready to play yeah, so uh, Chelsea's record-breaking transfer, it's going to be 80 up front, followed by installments of 10 and 10, um, which will add up to $100 million. So uh, definitely a big investment, but definitely one of the uh, biggest shining prospects in Europe right now. I'm really happy that Chelsea were able to get him, and it was just great to see him hold up the shirt next to Lampard. Yeah, it was. Just because every week something new happens, and you're like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, it didn't happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, it didn't happen. And just finally seeing it, just seeing it there, you're just like, oh, come on. Because you kind of already knew it was going to happen for like a month. Everyone was reporting it saying, yeah, basically they've already agreed. All the other clubs have dropped out of, out of, dropped their interest in them. But, but you never, you never actually got the full gratification of finally completing it until you just see him there at Stanford Bridge with the shirt on. And it's just, oh, it's just amazing. Yeah. And obviously we've had a very busy transfer window with, you know, Werner and Ziesch and Tiago Silva, Ben Chilwell, and now Kai Havertz. And another name who could be added to that list is Edward Mendy. Um, Chelsea are set to sign him for 18 million pounds. Um, 
So this seems to be more of a option to compete with Keppa rather than replace him. The 28-year-old, um, I don't think is, you know, the future of our goalkeeper situation there at the bridge. Yeah, I agree. And then obviously we bring him in um, expecting to kind of fight uh, with the starting role with Keppa and then also at the same time kind of replace Cabby because I, I don't see him again sticking around to Chelsea much longer, especially at his age. I think he's about 38 years old. Um, he, he could be even older. Um, if I'm, if I, I'll look that up right now, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that he's a he's a good addition to the team. Yeah, Caballero's thirty eight, so he, it's a replacement for him, and then it can also compete with Kepa for the starting role. Peter, what do you think about it? You pretty much said it perfectly. I don't, I don't see him. You guys, just overall, I don't see him being a future just solution for the future. Not gonna fix it permanently, but he's. It's not like he's old. It's he he he. Overall, is still gonna compete with Peppa for a, the rest of his contract. The rest of his contract, and then that's and then that's pretty much it. And then Keppa is still also pretty young, so he's still gonna. Die. If he gets his confidence back, I still think he can. He can get back to where the value of what he what what the transfer was, and I think everyone has that confidence in him that's at the club, and I think it's just he needs to get his confidence back and learn to adapt. And I think that Mendy's kind of a perfect guy because he's there and can help uh, give competition. Which who knows? Maybe that's going to bring out the best in in Kepa. But overall, I think just. He's going to just fight for it. And that, I think that's what all we needed. We didn't really need someone to come in and fix it permanently for tons of money. Just, no, I wouldn't say small sum, but a good amount of sum for someone that's going to come in and can temporarily or for longer just fix some holes we have like in the goalkeeping spot. And I think the whole point with Edward Mendy is that Keppa is not a lost cause, in my opinion. Many people in the media are saying, you know, he he's... He's a lost cause, right? He's done at Chelsea. His time's over. We've heard Petr Cech come out and say, you know, we still believe in him. And I think, I don't think you can give up on him after just one, you know, year where he had, you know, some lower confidence, some not great performances, obviously. I, I don't think you can give up on someone we spent so much money on um, so quickly. And obviously we know Chelsea don't like to lose money uh, on their players, so... I was either expecting Keppa to go out on loan or be uh, competing for a starting role this season because I think Chelsea, if they were to sell him, would want a little bit more value than they'd get right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't really know what, what to respond to that. I think it's time to move on to Mitchie Batch Y. Uh, he's going on loan to another club, that being Crystal Palace, I believe, right, Alex? Yeah, so he is signing a new contract, according to ESPN, and moving on loan to Crystal Palace, which is quite surprising, actually. I like the move. Uh, Many people were seeing him as one of the exits from Chelsea in this window, uh, not going out on loan, but actually being transferred. Uh, I'm I'm liking the move. I think if he has a good season at Palace, really could drive up his value, and maybe we can sell him um, for more next season, or if we, you know, need him to come in. That would be good as well. I, I actually like the move a lot. Really, realistically, we'd probably only get twenty twenty five million for him at the moment. But if he puts up a good season for Crystal Palace, who 
really need players right now to, you know, keep them up. They're kind of in the relegation scare, kind of. I mean, we'll talk about that later when we do our Premier League predictions. But I think he's a, he's a good fit there with Wilfred Zaha if he actually stays there in Palace. So I think Mishi Batshuayi wasn't going to get a role this season, so I'm actually happy to see him go out on loan and still reasonably young at like 25 or 26 years old. Yeah, but the only problem is, as you're saying, that he can drive up his value. The only problem is that he can also lower his value if he has a terrible season. So it goes True. both. Ways. It goes. It goes both ways. But I mean, overall, I I, pre- I I pretty much agree with you that I think it's a good call because I would have preferred to sell him in this window to maybe fund some more moves. But but overall, the only team that I really saw that was like pretty interested in him was Leeds. But then they signed Rodrigo from Valencia, so they kind of they didn't want to sign him too. So there was pretty. He was good to just sit there. So going out on loan to a team that is gonna he's probably better he could probably start there and even if we don't sell him next to window and his value goes down if he plays somewhat somewhat well he's all he's gonna do is bring make other strikers or other attackers at Chelsea play better to avoid any getting benched for him so I think it's only positive in my opinion even though I would have preferred to sell him yeah and I mean at least we're not paying for him to not play that's really what I kind of view it as right we're able to sell him where we can play the strikers that we want to play at the position Timo Werner and um, Tammy Abraham and Olivier Giroud they'll all have their chance there um, and we'll see what Lampard wants to do and how he wants to kind of split them up um, as they play games I don't know if he's gonna have you know Werner play two and then Tammy play one but then would Werner be able to play again? I, I Like, I'm interested to see how he kind of splits that up. So we're not able to have four strikers play at, at once on, on this club. So we're able to get rid of, not get rid of, but, you know, put Batchway on loan, and we'll, we'll see if we can transfer him elsewhere eventually uh, in the future. Yeah, and someone else going out on loan is Ethan Mpudu. Um, previously played with Chelsea, was on loan at Leipzig last season. Um, he is going out on loan to Sheffield United. Um, I really like this move going out to a Premier League club. Um, I think that's a good move for him. Sheffield always looking for those bargains there. And I think he, you know, maybe in the future he has a role as a starting center back for Chelsea. Not saying he does, but he might. Um, so I'm excited to see that. And I'm excited to see him get some Premier League experience instead of Bundesliga experience. Right. That's another thing. I mean, he did. I don't think he got much, if at all, playtime at Leipzig. But I think even if he doesn't get much playtime, it's easier to tell based on reports out of training and et cetera, and maybe some garbage time losing the game or winning the game going on a bit later, maybe playing some bad games through the FA Cup. It's going to be easier to compare him to our center backs if we're playing, if he's playing other teams in England that we know okay, our center backs played this well against them. How did he play against them? So it's easier to compare. And overall, I think it's going to be better for his growth just just to play in the Premier League. And by the way, Alex, it's Ethan Ampadu. Yeah, sorry, I messed up his name there. Yes, Ethan Ampadu. <laughs> sorry about that. Well, if he, if he does play uh, on a regular basis, or at least in this game, be sure, Chelsea fans, to look forward to November 7th at 10 a.m. at least our time on the East Coast. So that would be, what, 3 p.m. Um, UK time. That'll be Chelsea versus Sheffield United. And we'll see 
um, you know, a full play against if a whole play against Chelsea. Sorry. All right. So now we're going to move into our Premier League table prediction. So we'll each uh, go and name our team who we have at that spot. So we'll start from the very bottom, finishing in last place. Peter, who do you got? I just yeah, I have West Brom down there, and I just don't think they're going to have what it takes to stay in the Prem. I just don't think they've really improved enough or are on the same level of other teams who might be fighting for, uh, for, the, for uh, staying alive in the Prem. Yeah, I agree with you. I also have West Brom um, finishing dead last in the uh, Premier League, and I see them going straight back down to the championship. Josh? Yeah, I agree. This is, uh, I guess, the last spot, uh, number 20. And I don't know if this will be the only spot that we agree with. But yeah, we all have West Brom um, going down. All right, so now to the 19th spot. I will go first this time. I have Aston Villa. Um, barely stayed alive this past season. I have a feeling Jack Grealish will be departing um, before the window ends. And I think that will be... Um, a big blow to them, and I see them not really being able to get out of it this time. I agree, actually. I have Aston Villa as well. Like Alex mentioned, finished 17th last season, one point away um, from being relegated. Obviously, Bournemouth and Watford both had 34 and Aston Villa had 35, but yeah, I don't see them sneaking out this time. Um, yeah, and I see them getting, get, getting relegated, and uh, they're number 19 for me on the table. Same. I'm surprised we're agreeing on this one too, but I mean, I'll, I'll go on to the next one just because it's I'm kind of talking here. But 18th, um, I have Crystal Palace. I just don't think they really have they they aren't that good. I mean, they're not that good even with Betchiwai if he even plays. I don't think they just have. I don't think they have what it takes. I think they might go on a run of bad form at some point. If Zaha can't play as well as he sometimes does, he's kind of the most important person for this. If he doesn't play well, they'll get relegated. If he plays well, I think they have a chance to stay up. But I mean, overall, I just don't think what they have what it takes. Interesting. I have Fulham at that spot. Actually, I just don't think um, they have enough to stay up. Obviously, they uh, won in the playoff final to you know get their place in the Premier League this season. I don't think Mitrovic has enough to carry them all the way uh, to safety. I don't see them as a you know quality enough side to stay in the Premier League. So I think they will be um, fighting till the end, but I think they will be going down at the end of the season. Look at this, Alex. We agree again. Uh, I do also have Fulham at that number 18 spot. I do see them getting relegated. Um, like you said, they beat Brentford in July in the playoff final, and they bounced straight back to the Premier League after an absence this past year. They do have a new left back, uh, Robinson from Wigan, and then also Mario Lamina, if I'm saying that right, or Lamina um, from Southampton, um, which yep. fans have liked. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just agreeing. That's yes, that's who they brought in. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I don't think that's enough, and I still think they're going to get relegated this season. And we'll see if they come back up uh, after next year, then, and and see if they repeat what they did. Yeah, um, Peter, do you want to go into your seventeenth spot? Yeah. Well, I mean, seventeenth. I'm. A, I agree with you guys on most of what you just said about Fulham because I have them at seventeenth. I think they're going to just barely, barely avoid relegation, and I think 
unlike what you were saying, Alex, I think Mitrovic is going to be the reason why. I think he 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 he's an experienced striker who has experience in the Premier League, and I think he's going to do just enough that will keep them barely in the Prem for another year. So for this one, I actually have an interesting one. I have Newcastle barely missing out on the drop. Um, I'm not so keen on what they have there. I know they have St. Maxine there, who has really looked amazing last season. I just have a feeling that they're going to struggle this season. I don't know why. Just kind of like a gut feeling that, you know, Newcastle, I think they will be in that um, relegation race when we're seeing close to the end of the season. So I have Crystal Palace just missing out, and then I have them at 17. Um, obviously, Peter already went into them. Or no, Peter, did you have – you had Crystal I, Palace? I had them 18th. I have them getting relegated. Right? All right, got it. Yeah, so Peter already went into them a little bit. Yeah, I had them just missing out and getting 17th on the table. Yeah, um, for me, 16th, I have Crystal Palace. And I, I don't know, I guess I'll repeat the same things, but in a more positive light um, why they're going to stay up. With the addition of Michi Batshuayi, I think he will score a whole bunch of goals for them. I think Wilfred Zaha is not going to be moving, just in my opinion. I think he'll be staying at Crystal Palace, and I think he will carry them to safety, and I think they will um, be safe. Probably not by a big margin, but they will be safe. This one, for me, this this one's a kind of 16 is kind of a bit my first kind of weird one, kind of big one, I guess. But I think I think Sheffield United's gonna be sixteenth, just because for the most part, Dean Henderson was the reason why they got so f- they did so well last season, and now he's going back to Man United. He's trying to fight for the starting job with David de Gea, and without him, I'm not sure they're gonna be able to have the same success they had last year. I just I just don't think they're gonna be able to get up there again. Just that's pretty much it. All their other players, they don't have that much talent. I'd say they're solid, but. Really, the only thing that really kept them there was Dean Henderson. And without him, I just don't see it happening again. So at 16, I have Newcastle United. And I think they did surprise um, people last year finishing 13th. Um, I have them kind of falling a little bit back here, three spots back. And I have them going 16th. Um, I guess I'll move into the 15th spot. I have West Ham. Um, Lots of talent on that team. They just, with David Moyes, they haven't been able to put it together. They were... Definitely in the relegation race last season. I don't see them ever being a uh, contender to be relegated, but I think they will be finishing 15th. Um, Declan Rice, if he stays at West Ham, I think will be an important piece for them. Mikel Antonio, etc. So I think David Moyes, just for me, is not an inspiring manager. I don't see them getting anywhere higher than maybe 12th. Um, just, I don't know. For me, David Moyes, never a fan of him even when he was at Man United. So I I don't know. I just don't see them doing well. If you look at the talent in their roster, you'd think, oh, you know, they're almost a top 10 team borderline in the Premier League. But I, I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling West Ham this year. So I actually have Leeds United here. Um, they've been, they're the most intriguing prospect in the Premier League this season, I would say. Um, after a 16-year hiatus from being in the Premier League, um, but I don't see them getting too far on the table, and I have them at 15. For me at 15, I have Brighton. I just, they're not that inspiring as a team. And I just think they're a pretty solid team. They're not going to, I wouldn't say they're ever going to be scared for promotion. They're trying to just kind of kind of sit towards the bottom of the table the entire year. And I mean, I can go, I'll, I'll go into 
the next one. I'll just fourteen. I have uh, Southampton there, kind of similar to Brighton. They're just a solid team, and I don't see them doing anything special. I don't see them doing anything really bad, and I think they'll just kind of just be there around that uh, around fourteenth, towards the like middle to bottom of the table. So for me, 14, I have Burnley. Um, I don't really see them doing much. Obviously, they have the young winger of Dwight McNeil, so let's see if he can do something really well. Uh, he's only 21 years old, so he's a bright young star in the Premier League. I don't know if they'll sell him or not, maybe put him on loan, um, but if he's able to help the club, I can definitely see them moving up a little bit. But yeah, nothing too exciting here. Just having Burnley at 14 is, is where I have them kind of right in the middle. 14, I have a Brighton Hove Albion. I, for some reason, I don't know. I just have a feeling this year that they're going to surprise some people. I'm being, I'm going to say 14th, but I actually think they could go higher. Um, they have Lewis Dunk at the back, who Chelsea were looking at. Um, they have Trossund. I'm sorry, I always mess up his name. Um, their winger there. So I think they have a solid team there. And, you know, Moy leaving this summer going to China. I'm not so sure about that, how that's going to affect them. But for me, Brighton, I just, you know, have a, I have a nice feeling about them this season. Yeah, moving on to 13, uh, Josh kind of already explained Burnley, but I have them there at 13. Basically, Josh encapsulated everything I would have said, just not too, there's not nothing special, nothing, not, nothing bad. Just kind of, they just kind of be there towards the center. 13 for me, I have leads. Um, I really like the signing of Rodrigo um, for 30 million. Uh, I don't know. I liked him as a striker. You know, people have been talking about him coming to the Premier League for a few years now. I think he's going to really help them. Obviously, won the championship last season, so I'm I'm excited to see them. And I think they're definitely one of the most exciting teams in the Premier League this season, as Josh mentioned. So here at number thirteen, I actually have Sheffield United going way down, or not way down, but yeah, down from last year. Very surprising having them go at nine last year. They almost got European qual- uh, qualification but just missed out. Um, But yeah, I have them going down and going to 13. All right, so moving on to number 12, I have Burnley. I'll go into them real quick because everyone has already mentioned them, but uh, something that people haven't mentioned yet is Sean Dyche, right? Um, You know, a very steady, solid coach in the Premier League. I think he alone can keep any team up, so I think he's going to have a decent season again, and they're going to finish 12. Well, for me, for 12th, you went into them a while ago. I don't remember what you had them ranked, but I think West Ham will be 12th. And I kind of have a a viewpoint similar to yours where they have the talent to be top 10, but I just, everything else is just kind of lacking and I don't see them actually doing it. So I think they're going to just fall a few places short of top 10 and get 12th this year. So for for me at 12, I actually have Brighton. And again, a lot of people have already... Uh, a lot of people, you guys have already talked about them. But yeah, I have them actually up a little higher than you guys, or I guess lower in the table, uh, and I have them at 12. Um, Going on to 11 now, I have Sheffield United, which you guys have already mentioned, and I like them this season again. I'm not I'm not going to be underestimating them again. Um, I might be overestimating them here at uh, number 11. I think they brought in Aaron Ramsdale from uh, Bournemouth, who can hopefully replace, replace not replace, uh, <laughs> Dean Henderson there. So I, I still like them this season. I don't think Aaron Ramsdale is Dean Henderson quite yet, but I think he could, you know, have a big season for them. And I, I'm excited to see what Sheffield does this season. 
So I actually have West Ham at 11. I have them jumping up a little bit from last year. Um, They obviously finished 16th last year. And again, another team that almost got relegated but did not. I had them jumping up here to 11. Um, They've been able to make some signings in the midfield to kind of strengthen that up. So I definitely think that'll help them and have them kind of get higher than what people expect. Well, for me, I actually have Newcastle United up here. I don't remember where you had the Melex. You had them pretty low, and I was I was honestly pretty surprised there. I don't like your pick there because obviously they have St. Maxima, who's only going to get better, and he was great last year. And they also made the signings of, I think it was Ryan Frazier and maybe Andre Gray. I'm not sure, but they made a few good signings, and I think that they're trying to challenge, they're trying to get into the uh, upper part of the table. And I think I think... They're just gonna be able to. They're gonna be able to. They're gonna be able to get close. I don't think they're gonna be able to get it this year, but I think they're gonna be close. And I think they're only gonna develop. And I think they're just gonna. They might get it next year, but they're just gonna fall a tiny bit short. All right. So now we're moving into the top ten at tenth place. So for me, ten to seven was the hardest part to predict here. Um, I feel like there's a whole bunch of quality teams who could end up in these positions. In the last, uh, I guess, part of these positions, I have Southampton at number 10. Um, I think you guys had them a little bit lower. I don't remember now. I really like them. Danny Ings, if he can have another big season for them. A lot of young talent there. I I just like Southampton a lot. They lost Pierre-Emerick Holberg um, to Tottenham. But I, I don't know. I still like them there. I think 10th, I believe that's where they finished last season, I want to say. So, um I, I don't know. I like them. I always am a fan of Southampton and their, you know, youth development. So I think they, they'll they be finishing 10th. So, Alex, I did not actually have them lower. I had them at number 10 as well. Um, and they obviously uh, are bringing some pace and experience to the defense with signing Mohamed Salsu and also Kyle Walker's uh, Kyle Walker-Peters from uh, Spurs. So they'll hopefully have a stronger defense, and I think they will finish one spot. Um, higher than they did last year because they finished 11th last year and I have them finishing 10th this year. For me, this is my first, this is very, a very, 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 very big one for me. Before I say that, I need to, I need to correct myself on what I said for Newcastle. Uh, they signed Callum Wilson from Bournemouth. So that was their signing. I'm, I like that signing. But now, onto my big prediction. I think that at 10, it's going to be Tottenham. And I think it's less of it's less. Wow. Yeah, I know it's less of Spurs being bad and more of just the teams above them improving or just being better than them. But this is my I I I could it's not I definitely could see them this not happening. It's just I think that everyone everyone else above them has a real shot to get there, and I think they have a better chance than Spurs do. Wow, interesting there. That's definitely a big one. Um, we'll move on to ninth now. And I have Leicester um, finishing ninth this season, obviously finishing fifth last season, just missing out on Champions League on the final day. I think they're going to be playing Europa League football. I think that's going to weigh down on them. Their players, some of their players are getting older, especially Jamie Vardy. They lost Ben Chilwell to Chelsea, like we've mentioned before. I think they're going to slightly drop off, and I think they're just going to miss out on European football this season. Alex is just copying me one after another. I also have Leicester City here, Um, so 
I, I really don't. There's nothing really else to say besides that they did finish fifth last year. So this is definitely a downgrade um, for them. I mean, I did. I I I was debating. Still, I mean, I had I had Leicester City at ninth, but I'm I'm I was debating between two teams for ninth, and I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'm not going to put Leicester ninth. I think that Jamie Vardy will have a better year and it will keep them above one. And falling to nine, I'm going to have Wolves falling to nine. It's more just other teams getting better. They obviously signed a really, really, really young, great player in Fabio Silva, but I don't think he's going to have that immediate impact that's going to keep them up there towards the top. And I think they're going to just fall down in nine. And obviously, since I was just saying it, I'll go into eighth. I think eighth, I'm going to have Leicester City because even though they did get fifth last year, I don't think Jamie Vardy is going to be able to replicate the season he had last year. And I think that's not going to allow them to challenge for top four. All right. So now moving on to eighth position here, I have Wolves. Um, We've talked about the signing. You said Fabio Silva already. Um, I, I don't see them. They lost Doherty to Tottenham. I'm not sure how well they're going to do this season. I think they're going to finish similar to where they did last season, but I think a little bit down uh, in position eight. So I don't think anyone's mentioned them, but I, I have Everton at eight. I guess you guys have them lower, um, but yeah, I have them I have them here. Um, so moving on to seven now. In seventh, I have, I don't know. I personally, I feel like this is a long shot, so it's another big prediction, but... I have at seven. I think Leeds are going to finish seventh. Whoa. Wow. Because I, um, I liked what they've done. I like Rodrigo. He's a great striker. I believe they also signed a solid center back from... I don't remember the team, but I think they signed a solid center back. And they're also closing on, on the transfer of Rodrigo DePaul. And I think... I mean, I think all those signings can bolster a squad that's already that's already pretty solid and I, th- I think it's uh, I think they have a chance I think they can have a little like Cinderella run and finish cl- and finish maybe even I, I maybe even compete for Champions League football this year all right so at seventh this is also slightly controversial um I know Peter had an even more controversial decision here but I have Tottenham at seventh um I have them missing out on European football um, the following season. So for me, they've added some pieces, right? They've added Doherty from uh, uh, Wolves, and they've added Pierre-Emerick Holberg um, from Southampton. I just don't think any of these players are going to make a big enough impact for them. I think Jose Mourinho, as much as he's a Chelsea legend, is a little bit past it now. I'm not sure how well he's going to do there. I don't think he fits um, you know, the type of players they have, their scheme that Jose usually likes to run with. I think he, you know, doesn't really fit there with um, with Tottenham. They lost uh, Vertonghen from uh, on a free transfer, so I'm not sure how well they're going to do. Um, I, I don't know. I just have a, a sour feeling on this, and I think Jose is going to be getting the sack at the end of the season. So I have Wolves finishing at the exact same place as they did last season at 7th. Um, I just want to mention that Traore, Jimenez, and Neves have all been linked with moves, but no bids, or they haven't been sold at least yet. So I'm interested to see how that goes this season, if any of them, or all three of them, I don't see all three of them, but at least maybe one or two of them getting sold. So that's why I kind of have them uh, not moving at all, but I definitely think they're still a good team. 
um, and they'll finish seventh in the Premier League. All right, so moving on to number six, I have a surprise here. I'm going with Everton. I like the signings they made with James Rodriguez. I really love him. I think he can really turn his career around in the Premier League. Carlo Ancelotti is a very good coach. I really like him. Um, and the signing of Allen from Napoli. I think they have a lot of young players. They have Calvert-Lewin. They've got Richarlison. I think, for me, I think they, 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 they're they going to do something this year. And I think they're going to make it to sixth place. And I think they're going to surprise everyone and finally get European football after all these years. For me... As we've been talking throughout the past few picks, I've been debating who to put sixth and who to put fifth, and I still don't really know who I should put there. But overall, I think I'm going to agree with Alex here, and I'm going to say that Everton's going to go sixth. You mentioned the signings of Alan and James Rodriguez, but what you didn't mention is that uh, they are they have closed in, and I believe that everything has been agreed upon to sign Abdullah Decore from Watford, who will make their midfield even better. Now that they have yeah. three signings, plus then Richard, Richardson and then Calvert-Lewin in attack. And I think that's going to be like a really, really, really formidable team there. And I think they have, I wouldn't be surprised if they could go fifth. And I mean, I might as well just go into fifth. The team that I was debating on is I think it's going to be Arsenal. Because Arsenal for me, is it's, it's a weird spot because sometimes they play really well. Sometimes they play really bad. You could see throughout the season they were really bad. But then towards the end of the season, after after the break and coming back for the through the restart, they started playing really well. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang had a really, really great run of form. And you can see in the FA Cup that he's they, they tied Liverpool, which, I mean, everyone's saying, oh, it's just like a glorified friendly. But, I mean, they seemed pretty impressive there. And I think I think they have a shot of getting top four this year if if Aubameyang plays really well. I I wouldn't be surprised if they get top four. Yeah, as much as I hate Arsenal fans, no offense if you're listening to this podcast, I can't stand them. But I also have them doing uh, getting fifth. Um, Mikel Arteta, I really like him actually as a coach, similar to Frank Lampard bringing in an ex player with very little coaching experience. Um, obviously Lampard was at Derby, but I think for me. I don't know. I just I like Arsenal this season. I know I hate saying that. That just hurts my you know soul. But Pierre Emerick uh, Aubameyang, he's gonna do well this season. He's gonna probably be competing for the Golden Boot again. Um, Willian as a free transfer, as much as I hate to say, it was a good signing from them. Um, I think that's gonna help them out a lot. Pepe, hopefully for them, will improve. Um, I, I don't know. They spent big money on him, and I think he. He definitely has potential there, so I think he will have a bigger or better season this season. I could actually see them making top four. They could be sneaking there into fourth place with the other team I have at fourth place, but I'll uh, let Josh go for fifth first. Uh, so two things. First of all, I love you guys completely skipping me at number six. I have Arsenal there. Thank you guys for that. <laughs> both going and skipping um, me. Uh, uh, so, and then thank you both for also taking everything I have to say about Arsenal because I was going to be the first to mention them, but now I was not able to mention them. But yes, they do bring in William, and they also have Aubameyang, who's just been great for the club. So I expect him to complete that, but I don't see them going top five. So there's number two. There's number one, sorry, because I wasn't able to talk about six. Uh, now, moving on to number five. Yes, Alex, um, I've taught him here. Uh, and I have them finishing in the top five. Now, I hope you don't skip me for the rest of the top five or top four now. Okay, we won't skip you for the top four. Um, 
I will say my pick and then we'll go right to Josh so we don't skip over him again. I'm sorry about that. Um, For fourth place, I have Manchester United um, bringing in Van de Beek this summer. Looks like Sancho may not be happening for them. Um, If that signing happens, then obviously these rankings would be adjusted slightly. Um, You know, even with that signing, I'm not sure if I would adjust them completely. But for me, I like their team. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think they're still a little shaky on defense. I think they need to add another defender. We have to see what happens with Harry Maguire there with his whole <laughs> Greece situation. Um, I, I don't know about them. Um, AWB on the right side, I think, will be good for them. Their midfield for me is going to be a little bit too attacking with Pogba, Van de Beek, and, uh, uh, oh my God, Fernandez. And so for me, that's what worries me. Um, they got Martial up top. I'm just going through their entire roster now and Rashford on the left. So I like that there. So I like them as a top four team. But don't be surprised if Arsenal sneaks up on them um, into fourth place. Um, so I completely agree with you. I have Man U there at the fourth spot. Um, again, nothing really much else to say. Alex took it all. Took it all. Um, they were able to finish above Chelsea last year and get that number three spot. Um, even though Chelsea and Man U were both tied in points last season. Um, but I had them finishing behind them this year. See, this is kind of like my Arsenal Everton prediction. I don't know who to put four and who to put three, because for me, it kind of rests on if... Oh, since since I'm going last for four, I can say three. I have, I'm debating between Man U and Chelsea for four and three. And... For Man United, obviously with Renderbeek, they have a really great attacking midfield, but like Alex said, it's kind of too attacking. But then again, they have a solid backline. I wouldn't say it's a great backline. I wouldn't say it's okay backline. But their attack is just so good. <laughs> obviously, Rashford, Martial, and then Greenwood too. If Greenwood plays like he did towards the end of last year, they are going to get third over Chelsea, no matter what we do. But it will be more of a fight... If we sign Mendy and he ends up starting over Kepa and playing well, also, if we sign, there's still reports that we want to sign Declan Rice after we sign Mendy. So especially if we do that and we play him at center back and we have a really, really solid back line, then I would not be surprised. I would, I would, I would hundred percent say we'd get third and maybe even challenge for second. Um, I'll go here um, for third now, sorry, not fourth. Um, I have Chelsea, um, like Peter said. We've talked about Chelsea a lot. Obviously, this is a Chelsea FC podcast. Um, I'm I'm optimistic. I don't want to put them anywhere higher than that because I don't think that's completely realistic. Is it possible? Yes. Um, I think we brought in some great additions so far. I think with what Peter said, if we bring in some more um, additions defensively, I think I could maybe boost this rating a little bit or be a bit more sure of it. Um, but I really like who we brought in, and I'm not going to name them over and over again like we always do, but I, I just like them there at third. Yeah, I think we all have Chelsea at three. So I'll, I'll go into the signing since Alex doesn't want to because I don't care. I'm mentioning it anyway. Going to Frank Lampard's second year as a manager for Chelsea, they were able to bring in Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, uh, Hakeem Ziyech uh, Ziyech, um, Tiago Silva, who else? Ben Chilwell. Um, is there anyone I'm missing? No one of great importance. Obviously, also we had okay. other signings, but like loaning. Right. Them. I mean, if you want to mention like Malang Sar, and then right, obviously, exactly. 
right so a player like that but yeah i've chelsea finishing at three um so i don't know i you know they're still able to make it to champions league so that's good but it's upsetting to me that we're not able to kind of get past that three spot so now i'll jump into my second place position which i guess means also my first place prediction whatever i guess we'll just do that so number two I have, I don't think Liverpool is going to be able to defend their title. I don't know if that's more, I don't know if that's a shock or that's what's expected, but I just think it would have been more fun. I'll say it would have been more fun if Messi went to Man City. It would have been a closer fight, but I think regardless, I think De Bruyne will just absolutely just carry them to, to winning the title again this year. And as much as, uh, as, as much as I want to see Liverpool do it again, just because Liverpool, I like them as a club and I like Man City less. I don't think they, I think Man City is just going to, they're going to come out with, they're going to, they're going to want to win it this year. And I think they're going to win it this year. And I think Liverpool is going to fall just a tiny bit short. I think it's going to be a really, really, really close race. And I think just the Man City is just going to barely, barely edge Liverpool out. Um, I completely agree with you. I have Liverpool just missing out and uh, Man City winning the Premier League title. I think it's going to be very close down to the final days, but I think Man City will um, push ahead at that last moment. I think they have more squad depth. I think if one of those top uh, front three players for Liverpool get injured, that really derails their season. So for me, I think Man City have got it. I think Pep um, is going to want to win another Premier League title. Would have Messi have been nice? Yes. There's talks about Kudabali coming in. So I think, I think in general, there's a lot of positives there for Man City, and I see them winning the title. So we all agree on number two and number one. I have Liverpool just missing out at the number one spot. Um, they might try, they're, they're trying to get the addition of Alcantara from Bayern Munich. Uh, they lost Alana, Lover, and, and Klein, which freed up about 300,000 pounds of space and wages. Uh, but Man City is just too powerful. I completely agree with you, Peter, that De Bruyne is definitely going to uh, carry them and do really well. They also got, um, what's his name? Um, what was it? Is it uh, uh, Ake? Or... Nathan Ake, yeah, former Chelsea player, yeah. Yeah, they got him from Bournemouth. Um, but And then they also were able to bring in uh, Ferran Torres as well. Um, to replace Sané, obviously, who went to Bayern Munich at the end of the season. So those are two additions that could definitely help the club as well. But yeah, I think Kevin De Bruyne is definitely going to be um, the top scorer uh, in the Premier League this season. That's kind of like a take that I have for, uh, for, for Man City. All right, so that's our Premier League predictions. Um, so I think now we'll wrap up today's episode of Talking Blues. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Um, we'll be posting new episodes and stuff like that there and just general thoughts on that uh, Twitter account. So I think that's all for today's episode. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi... 
We've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.